Hi guys, it's Mike Five from NewMusicSaturday.com here to introduce you to part one of this week's New Music Saturday. We've got an absolute cracker once again. We kick things off with our first interview of the season where we chat to Felix Saunders, Howling Felix we call him. Well, he calls himself that on his Twitter handle. Um, Felix is an absolute legend. We spoke to him around about this time last year. Uh, we discovered he's been in the studio, he's recorded a fantastic new EP you have to go and check out. And also he's just a really fun and brilliant guy to talk to. Uh, so we do that and then we get right into the music and we've got a real mix actually. There's some kind of uh, bluesy, indie kind of stuff. There's some uh, pretty heavy hitting electro kind of stuff. Uh, and there's loads of punk, which basically made me really, really happy. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been amazing. Part two is on the way. Uh, shortly but in the meantime please enjoy part one thank you so much for listening thank you for sharing for telling your friends family fans everyone uh, I, we appreciate that we appreciate any opportunity you can you can help us take advantage of to spread the word about the podcast and get more people listening to brand new music and realizing that there's so much out there because there's far far more than that you would hear um any given radio station at any time or something like that uh, out in the world as I'm sure you guys already know so let's not keep it a secret let's tell the whole world how amazing the independent music scene is uh, thank you for being awesome uh, I'm looking forward to part two and in the meantime enjoy part one No, no, you don't say that part. No, no, you don't say that part. Right on, and welcome to New Music Saturdays. Myself, Dr. Bones, a doctor of many things, but not a medical doctor. And of course, my partner in crime, uh, best being co host, uh, Mike Fashion Late Five. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Yes, I apologize for being late again. You know that. I actually made a New Year's resolution, which I didn't didn't sort of say publicly until this point, to not be late to as many things as I am late to. And so far this year, I failed almost every single time already, uh, which is bad. But um, I, I blame family. And, uh, <laughs> also, I did delay us by about 10 minutes by drinking my lager too quickly and then coughing for 10 minutes. So that wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> But whatever, we're here. We're having a lovely time already. How are you, my friend? Uh, very good, man. It's been a 
great week. Uh, it's, yeah, it's been really good. And then yesterday to, to, uh, to the we'll call it the fun, I got my uh, Titanosaur jersey uh, jersey hoodie in, in the mail. So. So that was cool. I already Instagrammed that because, of course, we know I said I was going to buy. He's like, no, maybe he's like, then yeah, of course I went ahead and bought it. So, <laughs> so uh, no surprise there, right? And I, and I do have a get the fuck out of Dodge t-shirt that should be here within the next week or so, uh, depending. It just snail mail, snail mail, right? Go slow, but that's that happens. But I know it's I know it's on its way. But um, otherwise, that man, it's been a great week. We got some great music tonight and uh, awesome musical guest who's been on the show once before. Welcome back, Felix Saunders. Welcome. How you doing? What's happening, man? How are you? Uh, not too bad. Not as drunk as last time. <laughs> <laughs> well, at I least he's on. You last time. <laughs> at, at least he's honest, folks. Come on. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think you had a fuck counter going last time. Uh, yes, we oh, did. Yeah, yeah you're absolutely yeah, right. I forgot about that. But you're absolutely right. We did. It was like we played. We played off the, the shit counter from South Park, right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Each time, uh, we'll, we'll see if we need it this time. We'll yeah, see. well, very, very possibly. I mean, with a show, you never know, and it's not that we're 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 pushing uh, um, uh, the vulgarities, but what we still keep it to, uh, we'll call it a, a tasteful uh, level, at least in some, maybe not most of the time, maybe colder time. <laughs> but either way, but uh, it, it's it's all it's all good fun, obviously, and the mic does put up the the warning for for language, so. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're covered. We're all right. We can't get sued by Apple, so it's all good. Yeah. Fuck you, Apple. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Try your wife on 13. Yeah, have you been, it's been, how long has it been since we spoke? It was a, well, about the same time last year, I think. Yeah, it, actually. It's about a year. Uh, especially according to Skype, so it's about a year ago. So. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. How yeah. was your 2021? Um, It's been fucking weird to be honest uh I, i've been working in a fish factory throwing fish heads at people uh, nice nice is that part uh, of the job it, or is that just something you do anyway the throw um fish at it's a little of column a and a little of column b now <laughs> uh, they call it my job but i i would i think i was going to start doing it outside of work uh, yeah i'm going to charge yeah. people to be hit with the fish head <laughs> nice Nice. I once played a gig, and um, if I, I, put, I think I put the gig on, and a band turned up, and they looked like perfectly normal young men, and then they went and got changed before they um, before they got onto stage, and mm-hmm. this guy turned up in like this big plastic butcher's apron, and I was like, okay, I wonder what's going to go on here, and um, halfway through his set, he pulled out this massive pig's heart, and just started cutting it open on stage part of this sort of art rock performance type thing and just kind of throwing blood all over the audience which i thought was really really disgusting <laughs> uh, sure wasn't i bet ca- the audience loved it oh yeah i mean it, it was in brighton everyone likes weird shit uh, but <laughs> but it was a very strange experience but that's that's not too far that's only a stone's throw away from throwing fish heads at people man oh yeah it's it's, it's great fun you know what i i uh <laughs> I saw a video the other day. I'm not sure what the video was, but some jerk off tossed a beer on Angus Young while he's doing the concert, and then Angus goes to the end, edge of the stage, pretty much right to the edge, uh, like where the pit was, and he he goes to the guy, he kind of motions like uses his fingers, like come here, come here, and then when he did, it goes this, and he goes like got your nose. 
<laughs> I was like, that was amazing because you think he's going to hit him or something like that. But no, he's like, oh, got your nose. And literally did the, the motion. Like, when you do it to like a little kid, he's like, oh my God. I love that. <laughs> I don't think if someone threw beer at me or a fish head, I don't think I would do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have a different reaction. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and, and musically speaking, uh, you've you've obviously, well, I mean, you come back on the show because you've got new music and because you're not talking to us on tour. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's quite exciting. It's what I've heard so far sounds good. Yeah. Um, well, I went back and uh, did the EP in the same, the next EP in the same studio. Oh, cool. Uh, with... Pete Fletcher and it, it's a bit of a it's a bit different but it's a bit of the same as well um, the, the more I work with this guy the the more the more we get something interesting um, right and I usually just send him loads and loads of songs and he's like no 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 <laughs> no and then eventually we boil it down to four or five and we'll go, all right, okay, what about these? And he goes, I guess those will do. Wow. <laughs> uh, no, like Pete's, a, Pete's a great guy apart from those moments where I'm doing takes and he's like, uh, like that's, that's, that's 7,000 takes too many. <laughs> he's like, can you get it right this time? Am I getting three at all? <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving you my soul here, man. Uh, well, so, sometimes we get lucky. We're, we we do three takes. It's he goes, you got it right the first time. I'm like, I, I'm as surprised as you are. Let's, let's be honest. <laughs> I did. Um, I have said this before on this show, but I did once do uh, 57 takes of a guitar solo, yeah. only to listen back and we use take three, <laughs> uh, pretty, pretty much in its entirety, apart from the last note, and that was the reason I kept going because I bummed the last note. We just cut it commented together from another version because uh, I think the last note was right on the other 54 versions <laughs> so <laughs> we just picked one <laughs> I was like why do we do that <laughs> uh, guitar solos are the worst for taking up taking up all, the, all day that and vocals yeah I don't know how people do vocals at all like, as, a, as a non-singer I find it incredible when you see like these videos of people who go in and do like one mega take of this song you're like what that would take me literally a day to do the first verse (laughs) i I don't i don't know the words well enough to even do the first verse in a day (laughs) i write them down and then forget about them and then have them kind of reviewing oh shit that's what i wrote well man a number of years ago i I still have it but i use uh like I haven't recording in a long time, but I have InTrack and another audio app. But I use InTrack, and there's a couple of times, more than a couple of times. Um, you know, I started and then I screwed up. It's like starting as like, and twenty times, like fuck. <laughs> took so a break, guys. Yeah, took a break process, to come to yeah. it, but yeah, but I, I, I can, I can empathize uh, or sympathize to to a point. I mean, that, that was only the one, kind of one and only time, but either way, it still sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! So, um, what do you do with the songs that get binned? Do you go back and rework them? Um, for ages, if they got binned, they disappeared into the ether. <laughs> they may come back, or they may not. Uh, I eventually decided I would get a notepad and write shit down. Mm-hmm. So, because I've got loads of kind of demos that are like 
recorded on my phone that are uploaded to the Google Cloud or Play Store or whatever it is. Um, so I can go back and review them, but I forget about them usually and never come back to them. If they get rejected, they get rejected, and that's kind of it. Right. Um, some, sometimes it's the case that I kind of reject them myself and go, no, I think I've already done this about three or four hundred times already. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm quite lucky. I've got quite a supportive network of musicians and friends around me that that will occasionally just go, you know, this song was good the first time I heard it, right. but you have been writing the same song for the last time. And I'm like, <laughs> no. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Really <laughs> oh, come on. I was like, there's different words on this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, different words don't mean shit. <laughs> you, you just change the D's to do's. Dope. <laughs> like, <laughs> that turnaround is really good, but it's in every single version of this. <laughs> well, oh, uh, with you there. sorry. Even even when uh, you know, Mike, you're talking about your 57 takes. You know, I I, I have to had to had to make this mention, but the Simpsons when they're doing they had the film festival. And Mr. Burns is, is doing like a, a Ben Hur, and he, he falls to the horse. The horse is like dragon, him, and he, and he looks at Smithers and goes, "We did 115 takes, and that was the best one." And <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, it's been a whole year, and uh, Bones and Bones and I, as you probably know, are now um, worldwide international superstars. So we've yeah. got. Uh, <laughs> Got a lot more listeners in the year. So for those that wouldn't have heard last time, how would you describe your your music? Because it's it's quite difficult actually to describe us because it's quite um, oh, it's got bits of lots of things in it. But especially how would here, you describe it? Especially here, uh, king and king of nothing. Like that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I describe it as um, what happens when you take the batteries out of a Duracell bunny and then put them back in. Uh, uh, is, 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 is this rude if I, if I say if I remind you that it's Energizer not Duracell <laughs> nah uh, it's Duracell isn't it no it's Energizer no, it is Duracell no, no it's Energizer Bunny no I reckon that's uh, I reckon that's got lost over the Atlantic it's Duracell here okay. yeah it's Duracell well, well then my mistake my apologies I'm sorry <laughs> I, 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 I retract my statement so <laughs> That's why I've learned something about Canadian bathrooms, <laughs> uh, which is good. Um, okay, so, so so let's just recap here. So so you're in a pub, right, and you're having a conversation with someone. They go, "What are you doing?" You go, oh, "I'm a musician." And they go, "What kind of music do you play?" And then you tell them about the batteries, and then they go, "What does that mean?" How do you respond to that? Other than, "Ah, fuck off." <laughs> I, well, no, I would be just stuck with the the line with, "Oh, fuck off." If I don't get it, then, you know, your problem. <laughs> it seems a lot like a them problem, not a me problem. If you don't get it, you won't like it anyway. It's like, piss off. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think my, my question would be is, has uh, your um, production style changed? Meaning, have you changed anything up as far as your songwriting, that sort of thing at all? Uh, yeah. Uh, I... I've been trying to basically get out of doing similar things and trying to push the way I'm, you know, doing melodies and stuff. 
because sometimes I do get stuck in the same rut over and over again. But I'm I'm trying to push it and change uh, the way my lyrics work and stuff like that, and just try and get songs that I'm happy with. I'm I'm not too bothered about. The, the actual people that are going to consume it as much as I'm happy with it. Right. Which is a, a bit weird. Because <laughs> most people are aiming for that end product. I'm like, right, I am happy. So that that's what matters. Because well, that's what comes down I'm, to it too, right? What was that? I said that's what it comes down to as well, right? Because even though you're you're writing somewhat for the public, you're writing for you at the same time. So that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah, that that that's that's my thought. It's um, there's certain kind of restaurants I've heard of. I've never experienced one where they go in, you go in, and they don't, you know, you don't get to order. They order for you and tell you what you need. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, wow. I like I kind of think of that as with music. You know, I don't think Led Zeppelin were really sitting there going. I wonder how everybody's going to feel about this song. <laughs> I've worked with bands where they're like, going, how are people going to react? It's like going, well, with that, they're not going to really react. Because <laughs> you're trying to make everybody happy, so you're going to make somebody miserable somewhere. It's a weird kind of idea. You know, it's, it's, it's like anything, isn't it? It's like uh, you know, novelists or artists. Or anyone. The minute you start doing something for you know well not just for someone else but for for a mass audience i think it becomes inauthentic anyway it's it's got to be about you and people either like it or they don't because it's about you um and it comes from you not because you go oh i've decided i'm gonna put this in every song because that reacts really well on radio who gives a shit like (laughs) it's not gonna it's got no longevity it's got no soul in it has it so i think it's much better to do yourself and then people will come along for the ride or they won't and that's fine they self-curate themselves out of the process (laughs) (laughs) nothing wrong with that i say you know what uh it's it's a bit like uh, the way films work you you know you've got the the big blockbuster film that's meant to make everybody happy and you know what occasionally depending on the right mood they do make me quite happy Uh, and then you've got the ones that are more story structured and quite interesting uh, which you know aren't going to make you very happy if you're not in a very much of a thinking mood but you know when you're in the mood for them they're very interesting yeah and it's it, it, I mean that's what art is, isn't it? It's, it? it's it's not supposed to be a platitude. It's supposed to be something that you know makes you think and react and feel something. It's very difficult to do that if everything is constructed around what people may or may not like. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean it's 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 almost like uh, here here's a we'll call here's a movie um, director comparison. It'd be like going from Steven Spielberg to David Lynch. Yeah, you know, and yeah. it's because David Lynch's movies are, are badass as hell, but they're they're seriously fucked. <laughs> like, and, and uh, he he just actually just celebrated his seventy uh, sixth birthday like about you know, six seven days ago. So, nice. but yeah, I mean, if even if you haven't seen his movies, like Lost Highway is a great movie, but man, you have to watch all the way through. You can't pause and stop because even if you do that, you pause it, you're still gonna come back and get lost. <laughs> like. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> That's a good description. Um, 
I've got a, a, a slightly random uh, question for you, which uh, I don't know why. I just thought you would be the sort of person that would answer this question in a way that would be interesting, um, which is, uh, this came about because I was um, looking at something, I got lost in a bit of a rabbit hole, I was looking at something to do with Anglo-Saxons for a project I'm working on, um, which sounds really weird saying that out loud, <laughs> uh, and, then, and then I ended up looking at... Um, uh, druids and it just kind of went back and back and, and weirder weirder uh, but obviously what I was what I was ended up looking at was the thing about um, uh, burials and stuff uh, and obviously in the past people were in different cultures people were buried with items stuff that they thought they might need in the afterlife and my question for you which now I say it out loud is quite morbid but yeah, what, would you, a little morbid. <laughs> what would you be buried with that you would use in the afterlife what would you want to be buried with that you could use in the afterlife I've got a feeling I'd be buried with a pen, a guitar, and a notepad. Say <laughs> <laughs> fear as well. <laughs> and and uh, a crate of this cider as well. <laughs> a crate of scrumpy jack, excellent. <laughs> well, I, you know what? I'm just thinking like we might have to start the fuck counter now. But I was thinking this question. I didn't ask this last time, but. Have but through all your songwriting for your uh, for your solo stuff, have you ever come just come upon like writing one song going, holy fuck, this is awesome! Like and, and like and like you're like this is this is great. But just like once well, so you sit back, like holy fuck, I'm awesome. This is a great tune. <laughs> <laughs> um, that usually happens once um the production's going on. Like every once in a while, I like hear something and go, oh, that's kind of cool. But with the single, I was the only one that wasn't getting it. Everybody else was, my friends. I'm like, I don't know, it's okay. Like, I like it. And they're all like, no, you, that, that's going to be a single. It's like, well, I'll record it. it is, I, I like it. It is like, no. And then, like, <laughs> what, once it kind of came together in the studio, I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm not always switched on to what I'm doing. Like, um, th- you know, there, there's days I'm like, this song is brilliant, and everybody's just like, what's wrong with you? That's <laughs> fucking shit. <laughs> or, or they just go, hmm, interesting. <laughs> yeah, I can see what you're trying. You, you know what? But, uh, yeah. It's, it's, it it, just, it just varies, to be honest. It's funny you mention it like that because uh, my dad, his, uh, we'll call it catchphrase, if he's not really interested or he's not really kind of paying attention, and I picked up super quick, he's like, oh yeah, so right then there you know you've lost him, so you're going to switch subjects or just like forget it altogether because you're done. <laughs> like, <laughs> he, he's just humoring you at this point, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah, no, I've, I've, I've seen that quite, quite a lot. <laughs> Or where somebody just starts nodding their head, you're like, ah, they're right. <laughs> Done. I, I wrote a song, uh, oh, I don't know how long ago, maybe like six months ago or whatever, and um, and I, I, I could like I could hear all the different bits in my head, and it was one of those where I just kind of was like, I'm gonna write this down and see if it works, uh, and it kind of made sense. And I was getting to an open mic night the evening I was working on this one afternoon and the, the evening I was going to open my night I was like oh fuck it I'll play it everyone's going to love this this is absolutely brilliant and I played this song but obviously it's just me and a guitar 
Um, I'm not really a singer. I would normally get someone else to sing something anyway. And also this song was not really an acoustic guitar tune. It was more like lots of stuff going on and lots of different parts. And I played this song and everyone just went, all right. I'm sure this is much better than that. And then I kind of, the next morning I listened to it again. I was like, ah, I put loads of shit on this that makes it sound really fucking good, but I can't do that when it's <laughs> me and a guitar. <laughs> That's why that sounds like crap. So I ditched it after that. <laughs> Well, I've always found that if you don't have a band, you just hit everything just about ten times harder to try and make up for the noise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's exactly it. Well, you know what? Uh, since we're on discussion uh, of, of the new uh, single, uh, which we just talked about, why don't we use that as our cue up here? So here's a new Felix Saunders single called Full That I Am. Dig this. <laughs> Silence is too damn loud It distracts me from my distraction I'm just trying to forget you
Right on, Felix Saunders with Fool That I Am. Um, really enjoy this tune. I love the kind of almost uh, uh, kind of, <clears throat> I guess I would call it Luge's twang at the end. But <clears throat> the, the lyrically, uh, man, I, I got to tell you, it almost sounds like an apology song. You're apologizing for, <laughs> for everything you've ever done. I, I was, yeah, actually. <laughs> it's, it's genuinely a, an apology because... I have definitely done a lot of dumb shit. <laughs> Some stuff I'm too it's proud always, of. It's always towards women as well. We, it, it's um, I always pick the the gar- a garlic bread kind of analogy. Right. I, I once got into an argument, and it was I asked, "Do you want garlic bread?" And there was a whole whole argument pursues out of this. <laughs> it's just like. I don't give a shit about garlic bread. What the fuck is wrong with you? Why would you ask me about garlic bread? And then things calmed down. I went, yeah, but do you want me to get garlic bread or not? Yes, I want fucking garlic bread. <laughs> <laughs> I was just kidding. This, this is the, the thing that the, the song's kind of about, just these these stupid kind of fights where, you know, you keep talking and you're going, if I shut the fuck up, I might save myself. But the, <laughs> the, but the ever is, fucking shut up. That's the thing is sometimes you can't. You want to, but you don't. You know, you just, you just, you know, you don't want to antagonize just because. See, you know, you're getting irritated, so I might as well give it back. And I've had a few, yeah. I've had a few arguments like that. And literally, if I just shut my mouth and didn't say anything more, it would have been fine. But I couldn't help it. I had to antagonize. <laughs> what is it's never about anything important, though. It's no. like the dumbest shit. Patty, petty shit. And you, and like you, you, you dig your heels in, and you start to take pride in it. You're like, you kind of recover and regain yourself after the argument. And go, oh, I should not be proud of any. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm just a fucking arsehole and a bit of a retard. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that that is actually kind of what what the song is about. You, you got it in one. It's an apology. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I think it's a great concept. I, I love the tune. I mean, I was just listening to it again just now. It's just like it, it has that little bit of everything. There's a, there's that little bit of an Americana feel. It's got that kind of it's quite upbeat in 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 the pace of it and stuff like that. But then, as you say, you know, lyrically, it's kind of taking you through this um, list, I suppose, <laughs> or whatever you'd call it. And then. It's I don't know. It's just got a little bit of everything in it. I thought the guitar playing was really nice. It was just kind of, you know, it was subtle, but it was it was it just kind of drove the song. Um, and it's one of those. It's the opposite of the song I described earlier, where you could definitely sit with just the guitar and sing that song, and no one would go, "That's missing a hundred parts." But it's one that you can build on as well, which is really cool. Um, it sounds brilliant. The whole, the whole thing is fantastic. Yeah, really yeah well, like I say, I'm, I'm very lucky with Pete and. Me and Pete go into the studio. We usually take a third person. With the last EP, it was um, a guy called Mother Night, and you know he's kind of helping break any stalemates and adding instrumentation. Uh, but this time, we used Pete Fletcher's son, who's only about fifteen, and he's playing the drums and the piano and nice. stuff. It was nice. like, and then, uh, Pete asked me, he goes, oh, "Do you mind if we 
abuse my son. I was like, I don't give a fuck. If he plays, he plays. <laughs> we'll start it out. And he came, to, he came down and he did an excellent job. He was... Um, and, I, and it was great because you're going... You, you know fine well that this kid's probably a bit nervous. And I'm going, no, you're doing great. You're killing it. Yeah. And... Uh, He's actually played on a few more records since then as well, as well, which is really good. Just been playing on a lot of, of records up here. Um, so as he gets older, he's just going to become a fierce musician, which is something I'm actually quite excited about to see a bit further down the line. And a possible studio musician, right? Yeah. So, wow, that's, that's awesome. Especially at 15, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's pretty cool. He's absolutely killing it, and it's it's funny though because obviously he's being produced by his dad, so, <laughs> so some <laughs> dynamics still come into it. But um, they they do generally leave it at the door, which is cool as well. Uh, they're both interested in making the best record for you that they can make. Right. That's the thing, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, it's like. Um... You know, it's like when when you see uh, rival football teams <coughs> play each other, and uh, well, I'm a, you know my dad's a Spurs fan, and I'm a Spurs fan <laughs> for my sins as a result. But um, you, know, you see Spurs Arsenal, and it's like you know it's, it's this tense, you know, dramatic kind of head to head. Or most of the time, actually, it's quite dull. But you know, occasionally <laughs> it becomes uh, it becomes a big event. But then afterwards, you see the players like, and you realise that you know. You know, two of them play for the same national team and whatever and they sort of you know, get to a club of the world blah, blah, blah. and it's like he was kicking the shit out of him a minute okay? <laughs> <laughs> but you just kind of leave it on the pitch and move on I think it's the same isn't it? If, you're, if you're working with someone in the studio or any sort of artistic situation you kind of got to you know you, you have a friendship separate from what happens in the room kind of thing uh, yeah well I, I quite, I've said to people when they're going into the studio and stuff it's like Look, you can have your meltdowns and stuff. That that's okay as long as you're ballsy enough to apologize for it. Mm. Right. You know an apology even even like if it's a bit false, the effort is kind of noted as I go at least you knew you were being a bit of a dick. <laughs> I, I can I can deal with somebody having a, a meltdown. It's if they go, Look, I'm sorry, is like in the studio, that's something I've, I kind of expect um, people to do. So my advice usually is: is if you're going to have a meltdown, you're going to throw a diva moment. <laughs> make, make make sure though you actually say you're sorry for throwing the diva moment. <laughs> or like, if you are in a situation though where it's really truly warranted, where it's actually. You're meant to be having a diva moment. Absolutely own it. <laughs> only if it's justifiable. That's fair. That's fair. I, I, I think there's only about one percent of diva moments that are actually justifiable. I, I kicked off once about a bridge, not like a bridge you walk over, but a bridge in a song. Right. Uh, <laughs> I said I kicked off, but I had a diva. I had a moment. I was like, "No, it's ridiculous. Don't need it." And just it kind of went on, and you know, 
then I went and had a cigarette and a break or whatever and someone recorded something else uh, and then I was listening to the version without the bridge I was like it's definitely missing something though and um, eventually I came around to the idea that what it was missing was actually the fucking bridge that I disliked so much. I think the only reason I disliked it is because I just had to play one chord over and over again while someone else did something cool. <laughs> like, this is boring. <laughs> this is fucking dull. <laughs> but actually it kind of works. And, you know, a bridge lasts, what, five seconds probably. It's, it's, actually, not, you know, it's actually not a long part of, of, of you know, most songs. But uh, maybe 20 seconds starts. I think it was coming out of the course sort of thing. but yeah it, it, I think it happens to us all and you almost have to have those moments to then appreciate how good something is at the end of it right um yeah kind of I generally <laughs> I try and uh, avoid them because well when, when you look like me they just they, they just seem a lot more aggressive to be honest um <laughs> We're working with uh, a guy, and he'd always have a diva moment over everything, right. and th- and it taught me a lesson though that I, I took in to this part of my music kind of career. He would say, "I wrote the song. I know how it goes," <laughs> and I found that to be absolute chronic bullshit. You know, <laughs> you wrote the song. But you didn't practice it because I am very guilty of that. I'll write the song and not practice it. Right. So, you know, like when I'm playing with other people, they're like, "Is that right? Who's that going?" There's a good chance that it was me that fucked up here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because you you gotta you gotta kind of realize that you're as guilty as any other party there. It's very rare that I I know my song so well that it was definitely somebody else. <laughs> I uh, I've had people in and they're like going, "Is that right?" And I was like, "Yeah, right-ish, close enough." <laughs> like, what key are you playing in? E. Yeah. E what? E-ish. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? It's like you'll find out. <laughs> well, uh, I, I think I think just a couple more questions here. Uh, I I guess uh, what's up next for you? Like, what have you got planned? I, I, are you planning for any gigs once lockdown is done and everything's kind of eased up a little bit? Like, what's going on? Uh, well, the lockdown in Scotland is actually easing up next week, and uh, my manager over at, at Reaction had booked a tour up. Or the end of February, okay. But it's kind of gone a bit sideways. But we're we're trying to fix it all at the moment. But the plan is to go and play a couple dates across Scotland right. uh, at the end of February. Okay, cool. And if, well, <clears throat> that's when the single's coming out, right? Full day M's coming out in February. So when yeah. does when does the EP come out, like officially? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, the, so I'm working with uh, a label, and the, um, what, what's been really cool about uh, everybody I'm working with at the moment is how supportive they've been. So I, I find like my connection to the label interesting because the label is run by one half of a <laughs> band called Astrid. 
Okay. And I've known of Astrid since I was kids. Up here, they're island legends. Oh, really? Right. Like uh, they were big in the '90s Glasgow scene, and it amuses me now, like because I used used to think of them as this. Well, I still think of them as their big own legacy, their big legacy, and then you're like, I'm sitting on the same level as you know everybody would tell you that how good they were. Right, right, and. You know, they're a big part of the night scene in Glasgow. So they've got all sorts of kind of contacts and stuff and done all sorts of stuff. But during the, the recording, well, towards the end of the recording of this EP, I wound up in a homeless shelter. And everybody on the local music scene has done everything they can to help. Right. From... You know, knocking off the price of studio time, uh, doing videos for free and stuff like that, and just generally checking in and talking to me. It's a small scene, but it's got a lot of good people in it. That's amazing to see, like... Yeah, absolutely anyone in the world could find themselves in that situation. Well, <laughs> most not average people could find themselves in that situation, you know, pretty quickly, especially with times where they are. But to have a community around you, you know, like you see a lot of music communities online that are fantastic and people really support. If you also see a lot of shit online, of course, as well. Um, but to have that in real life is is amazing. That's that's an awesome story. That's you know. Yeah, it is, and I'm very lucky, but. Uh... What I see going on in this kind of situation is there's a lot of people that aren't getting any kind of support because the the things they need aren't being given to them at all. Uh, you know, the the place that I'm living is actually it's it's not the people living here that are the problem. It's the local authority that are often intimidating people with, you know, eviction notices. Right. Um, just at the drop of a hat. Uh, pe- people that they know have mental health issues. And th- this is the thing, is that like, if a music scene can, you know, pull together and go, right, we're going to help you out every way you can, you'd expect, you know, government-run bodies to actually be going, doing more than that. Right. You, you would think so, wouldn't you? That's the, yeah. Uh, it, and it, it's, it, yeah, it's, it, it is absolutely crazy because they're putting in regulations that make it harder to help yourself or other people. And that's, that's what... It's, you know... Like, I, I genuinely mean it when I say it could happen to... I say almost anyone, because there are some people that are so ridiculously rich, nothing bad could ever happen right. to them. But generally speaking, right, you know, no one knows. And the whole point of society is you support people, you know, when they fall on hard times for whatever reasons they may be. And, uh, yeah, I think... I mean, we could, go, we could do a whole other podcast about this. Yeah, sure. right. <laughs> but, but it is one of those things where it's just like, when you see real community and real people coming together... And supporting in that way it does then highlight how poor the official sort of support is and how unfunded perhaps in some places or just badly run these things um, can be which is a real shame 
it's worse, yeah, well, it's worse than a real shame that trivializes it. But you know what I mean? It's it's awful. Well, like I say, like the the way this island works is uh, pretty interesting politically. Like um, nobody's ever kind of officially on the streets or anything like that. But right. the the amount that is charged for a homeless unit if you are not on a on any kind of benefit is uh, more than your mortgage. Oh, wow. Wow. And I mean uh, a shit ton more than your mortgage. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, well, sorry to come I, I was just going to say, it's it's clear that most of these people that are work, working, doing these jobs, are just trying to make sure that their friends are getting paid well without helping um, but there are also the people that talk about community corruption, and you go, "Huh, weird." <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, right. Well, we're <laughs> honestly, honestly, we're just about out of time. So, um, just want to say uh, thank you very much for joining us, uh, Felix. And sorry, we're a little bit late, but we appreciate you coming back and no, sure talking about your new single. And oh. uh, we'll be waiting for the EP when you find out when the actual release date of it is. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll eventually find out. <laughs> <laughs> good, good man no thank you, you so much it's really really good to catch up and it's you know like i say the music's brilliant um and actually you know we're, we've covered some silly topics and some serious topics and that's a good balance and i love that so <laughs> it's been yeah. good thank you so much man it's good to see you again good to see you guys well, too have a great night felix thank you so much you do all right no worries. right on that was Felix Saunders, and we played his new album, his new album, his new single. Well, yeah, I'm recording Mike Backrin. Hey, Mike. Hello. So, yeah, that was a good time, eh? Oh, man, I could have talked to him. I remember this from last time. I talked to that guy for hours. He's, he's so interesting and so knowledgeable and a brilliant musician. Yeah, I love Felix. What an absolute superstar. What a great tune as well. I mean, that was, that was a fun tune, man. Like, and uh, um, he, he's fun in a frivolous way, but it just like, had such a great beat. really good yeah Yeah, legend proper legend i love that guy but yeah you know it was a great time and uh it just like we ran out of time like normal like super quick uh but either way it was a lot of fun so we'll wait till see wait to see when the new ep comes out but yeah it was a great tune and uh that was the first thing i sent you this week it's like well i have this now so let's send this to you now and then when everything else is done i'll send it to you and like i like i saw mike off here i had finished the list and i said okay no, I'm going to transfer it over and make it uh, the type version of it. And this is 2.30 a.m. my time. So I got about halfway through it and then I fell asleep. Because it's all like, oh, it'll be about five minutes, you know. So it's 7.30 a.m. his time. So I, I fall asleep and then about four hours later. So now it's uh, 6.30 my time a.m. I love the time. I like, oh, I just need a little bit longer with the list because I'd fall asleep. <laughs> <and everything>. So. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> It's all good. It's all good. I don't mind when you do the list. I just appreciate you doing it. Either way, it's done. So our next song up is a brand new Dr. Dark, and he's uh, just a freshly new Twitter literally today. So this is his, yes. this is his new song called Crest of a Wave. Dig this. Sometimes you hover in the bottom of the ocean. 
Right on, Dr. Dark with Crest of a Wave, and this was definitely like a, a late 70s sounding tune, but it was really good, man. I love the lyrics, I love the vocals, like, and, and very, very catchy, but yeah, a very, a very kind of rocking tune, but in in a different way sort of thing, but it was a great tune, loved it. Yeah, that was fantastic, wasn't it? It had that kind of, you know, bluesy rock and roll kind of vibe to it, a little bit of T-Rex in there, maybe, nice. uh, and stuff like that, but channeling a bit of Mark Bolan. Um yeah absolutely brilliant tune I mean also it's quite a long song I think but it didn't feel like it it just uh, it just kind of took you took you through a little bit of a journey and had a lovely time and came out the other side and you're like oh that's nearly six minutes <laughs> like a three minute I can listen to that again <laughs> uh, yeah really cool tune I enjoyed that a lot man. right on and just before we get to our next tune um, I just want to uh, say a big thank you to Titanosaur I got the hoodie they ordered today in the mail or so yesterday in the mail so yeah, it's awesome. I love them. We're actually wearing it right now, and I, I did actually Instagram the post as well. But either way, a big thank you to Ty Tannisor for that. It's awesome. So our next song up, we have Brand. Um, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but we should we should say that that hoodie is particularly useful for you at the moment, given the temperature. In yeah, Canada. right. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> like when well, you just said to me, "Oh, it's got a bit warmer." Co- now contrary to popular six. belief, contrary to <laughs> popular belief, I don't live in an igloo, and I do have heat in my house. So. <laughs> so. Oh, that's good to know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, fucking hell, man. <laughs> so next up, we have a brand new Heart and Bows, and um, a little, little bit of uh, uh, kind of irony there that. Uh, Heart is actually from Ottawa, Ontario, in the same province I am, I'm in, and it's actually a lot colder today. My aunt, who lives in Ottawa, posted a post saying, it's minus 27, but with the wind chill, it feels like minus 37 Celsius. So, oh, yeah, Jesus so, uh, yeah, right, so. How do so, people live in those conditions? It's insane. But I, <laughs> it, welcome to Canada. And quick side note: If uh, as an older movie, but if people have seen the movie, or for the movie called Canadian Bacon, and yeah. uh, John Candy was in it, Rhea Perlman, Stephen Wright, uh, Dan Aykroyd, you know a lot of Canadian uh, actors, and uh, uh, when they're going to uh, somewhat avenge one of their friends, they're go, they're go to, will go to get Rhea Perlman back. They're going to Canada, and they 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 hit up they hit one of the posts and like uh, at the border, and. Uh, and John Kay's like, We're, we need to go to the capital of Canada. We're off to Toronto. Actually, the capital of Canada is Ottawa. What do you think you are? Idiots to Toronto. <laughs> and, and and John Kenny being Canadian, right? So like, but but, but just Stephen Wright's capital of Canada is not Toronto, sir. It's, it's Ottawa. <laughs> You're the capital of capital, you know, like, just the capital of Ontario. Like, it's like, so, but he, That's a brilliant line. Uh, it's Stephen, like, like Australia, though, isn't it? Canberra is the capital of Australia, but I and everyone else always assumes it's Sydney, I think. Right. It's just like, I don't know why. <laughs> but it's just, it just like a Stephen Wright has that dry sense of humor and just that like kind of Bob Newhart, right? So, yeah, yeah. And actually, one more quick sidetrack. I was actually talking to a buddy at work the other day about uh, Newhart, and I said, This is like, my dad has has this on VHS, yes, VHS. But uh, it was like 2006 or 2007, uh, he, Bob Newhart did a show in Phoenix, and he was uh, doing some of his older material, kind of stuff he first started out with. And one was, uh, it's Night Watchman, it's his first day at the Empire State Building when King Kong is climbing it. Ooh. So, nice. he, so he sees this happening and he gets on the, gets on the, on the phone 
And uh, it says, sir, that looks like a big gorilla climbing the building. I, 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 I'm not, I'm not sure what species it is, sir. But like, so, and and then he says, he goes, he has has a woman in his head. Uh, it's a red dresser. No, sir, I don't think she works in the building. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, great, great stuff. So there's a little one of our many sidetracks tonight. So like I said, next up, this is a great tune, some great vocals and some killer guitar. Here we go with Heart and Bones and a song called That Ain't Love. Dig this.
Right on, Heart and Bows with That Ain't Love. You know, that was an awesome tune. And I mentioned to you, Mike, this, well, not just off air, I think a message that said, well, you know, it's kind of got like an 80s feel to it to start. But then it just goes, bah, like right in your face. It's like super hard. And like, you know, like I said, killer guitar work. And especially the feel at the end, man, it was just really just like they just kept it, the momentum went the entire time. It's like soon as it's like, oh, it's done, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, it's a great combination, isn't it? I and mean, we've said it before, but the, the the two just work together so brilliantly. Um, you know, that's got a real like the guitar tone is kind of really deep and dark, and also feels uh, kind of warm as well. It's you know, it just feels really sort of well, natural. Um, sorry, go on. No, I was gonna no, I was gonna add on to that saying. If you think about it, you know, like two um, different guitarists, right? Where, yeah. whereas Ron Bowes, I mean, he's very versatile, obviously, but he's not necessarily pigeonholed, but he kind of has a certain genre that he kind of works in the boundaries with besides like kind of blues rock and rock and roll, whereas uh, Rocker Hart's got more of the metal and that sort of thing. So the combination of the two together, it just uh, mind blowing, you know, and that's what you're absolutely right about. I mean, <clears throat> the, the melt the mel between both of them, it just it's such a good collaboration and it works every time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely does. Yeah, it's brilliant. And, you know, Ron's vocals are fantastic. <coughs> um, <coughs> oh, excuse me. I'm just, <laughs> uh, just going to put it out there that I don't have COVID. I just can't drink tonight. <laughs> <laughs> like, air, 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 like, like the movie Airplane goes through the water and it hits his face. And stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's, this is going to be this evening. Um, but, yeah, just the whole combination is absolutely fantastic. Uh, brilliant, brilliant uh, team. I really, really love it. Um I have to share with you something that I thought was really funny earlier, uh, which is our friends, the Negatrons, uh, wrote a tweet uh, earlier, or I saw it earlier, that said, uh, my daughter's pretending she's a mermaid. My son then said he was the ruler of the land, and she said, I'm the ruler of the sea. Mermaids go to land and kill all humans. Ugh. (laughs) (laughs) Okie dokie. That's the best thing I've read all day. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding, eh? <laughs> oh my god! Wow. Uh, anyway, so there's no no link back to that. It's just very very funny and came into my head. <laughs> well, you know, um, I can't necessarily link to that either. But when we were just talking about Bob Newhart, um, my buddy Jeff at work, he's like middle sixties, right? But I know a lot of the old stuff, like a lot of us do, so like the Stooges and everything else like that, right? So all the time we're talking about that. So the other day we're outside for a smoke, and. Uh, Another um, security staffer doesn't work with me, but on the airport, she's 23, right? So we're talking about some of the stuff, and she's like, it's like we got two heads, and we're we're laughing and everything else, and she's like, wait, what? Because <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't just like the Stooges and that sort of thing, but you know, I, we talked a little bit about the Carol Burnett show, so uh, Tim Conway and Harvey Corman and that sort of thing. And for those of you who have seen any uh, Mel Brooks movies, Harvey Corman nine times out of ten is in them. <laughs> Right. Yeah. He, he was in he was he was in Blazing Saddles. He was the uh, the mayor in Blazing Saddles. He was Count de Money, de Money, de Money in History of the World. Right. Um, he owned the asylum in uh, in Dracula Dead and Loving It. Um, he wasn't in Spaceballs, but uh, he was in. Anyways, so that's who Harvey Corman is. Like he's a pretty funny guy. And but anyways, it was just funny because like it's like two heads. But like how do you notice? Well. My dad kind of introduced me to that stuff as as well as like Laurel and Hardy and that sort of thing too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. and especially the Marx Brothers, because the Marx Brothers is like they, I, it always kills me because it, it's it's such kind of clean, plain humor, but it's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> 
You know, and I told Jeff, and he got the reference. There's the movie there's called Duck Soup, and before I get into that, uh, the short and skinny is uh, at the airport. There's been a lot of delayed slash canceled fights at night. So the last few fights just inbound, right? So you know, one night's this airline, the next night's this airline, the next night's both airlines. And I said, said, do you remember the scene in Duck Soup where um, they were told to shadow Firefly? So the Gretchen Marks character, and he said, okay, well. Um, <clears throat> Tuesday we went to the ball game to, to shadow him, but he wasn't there. And then because Thursday uh, we know show up, and so we fool him, so we know show up. You know, Fr- Friday it rained out, so and Saturday was double hairs. So we sat home, was doing the radio, you know. So so what did you do? Shadow Firefly, Shadow. <laughs> That's a good joke, huh, boss? You know. But but yeah, Thursday we fool him. We don't show up. <laughs> And the only reason I'm saying it in that accent is because uh, uh, Chico was was an was an Italian character, so no, yeah, it's yeah. no disrespect. That just the, 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 you know. No, that's fine. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, and, but but that was that was a, that's what we thought about right now. Like, like <laughs> we for him, we don't show up. You know, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> genius, it's pure genius. And you know. Okay. No, you know you haven't stopped talking to the guy here. You must have been vaccinated with a phonograph needle. So tell me how many people listening know what a phonograph is. <laughs> so, so that being said, let's get to our our next song of the night. This is off a compilation. This is bland, bland, brand, brand new Luna Rosa. I love saying that that name, Luna Rosa. So yeah. Luna Rosa and the, the song is called Brutal Nature. Dig this. Lie down, 
right on Luna Rosa with Brutal Nature Men. That was a badass tune, and it was like so 90s, like grunge, like heavy kind of uh, 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 grunge alternative, like mix in there, especially the kind of the, some of the well, the bridge uh, for sure, but the, the, at the very ending and, and part of the chorus too, it was like, man, it, it's gone from like like a, a, a cool uh, rock uh, grunge tune to a little bit of indie. Uh, uh, indie punk, uh, i.e., I, like Sonic U sort of thing. It's like, man, this is a, I loved it, absolutely loved it. Yeah, brilliant tune. It's definitely got that kind of grunginess about it. I like the sort of grit and growl in the vocal. I love, again, the guitar tone is absolutely brilliant. And also, like the <clears throat> the way the rhythm section just kind of like forces it all through it. It's like it's, you know, they're really hitting those drums, you know what I mean? <laughs> they're really going for it. Uh, yeah, fantastic. What a cool tune. I love that one, man. So this is off um, the project's called Lead the Capital, and it's, it's a collaboration project. So nice, <clears throat> that's nice. what this is off of. Like so, we, like I said, we have we have uh, more songs to play in the, next, in the upcoming weeks, but that's yeah. just that's just the start of it. So uh, we're in for a real treat. Excellent, I love that. And uh, I, uh, Mike's right. Uh, I, I forgot to tweet the Hardin Bulls. I assumed I had, but I obviously forgot. So I sorry. I did, <laughs> I, I, I did tweet it now, but yeah, my bad. Sorry about that. So next up, we have a new band. This band's called Spike Polite and Sewage, and a song called Antichrist. To take this. <laughs> Think you'll be re-elected 
right on Spike Plight and the Sewage Antichrist, and uh, we even allow Punk in a while, and I know uh, Mike uh, wouldn't mind a Punk fix, so uh, there's yeah. a Spike Plight and the Sewage with Antichrist, and I mean, it's pretty funny, it's hilarious, no, uh, worst president in U.S. history, that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, it's I almost could have passed for a, a Sex Pistol song, eh? Like as far as like lyrically, yeah. But still, like yeah, yeah it was badass to make. I really enjoyed this one. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm so putting this in the, in the show tonight, and like <laughs> I found the price it's gonna fit right there, perfect phrasing. But yes, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I heard it. I heard it. <laughs> I, I, I heard things. I heard things. <laughs> I heard things. I heard things. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, what a tune. I mean, you're absolutely right in terms of um, needing my punk fix uh, every now and again. Um, but also, there was a bit of that riff that was almost a bit um, like Black Sabbath, wasn't it? Like kind of... Oh, oh, yeah. Symptom of the Universe. Yeah, of the Universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It reminded me a bit of that, which is brilliant. But yeah, oh, man, that's just that's a great tune. Lyrically, it's brilliant. Dune. Exactly. Yeah, dude, the joint, Yeah. Oh man. Yes. Oh, do you remember? Actually, I, I think I mentioned this a few times, but uh, it's not a very popular movie. But the Jersey Boys movie, where Helmet, and you can find it online, Helmet does a cover of Sim the Universe. And, yes. And for yeah, a while, yeah. and for a while, Ozzy was managing them, right? And that's that's the movie. Uh, yeah. Like, like, who are you guys? Who are you guys? What up, BJ and Andrew? How oh, do you got a better gig? A better gig? They're like family with who? The monkeys, the fucking monkeys, and like I said, just a look of disgust on Ozzy's face. You know, with genuine, he was just like, "What? <laughs> like, are you fucking joking?" <laughs> and that's what made that whole scene with just a look on Ozzy's face, like it just like like pure utter disgust. You know, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absurd. <laughs> but and then this way, he said, "The fucking monkeys, like." <laughs> <laughs> And Amazing. I will I will find that clip and I will I will put it up for you guys to see. But yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Obviously, because like I said Helmet covered it and Ozzy did manage him for a little bit. So just, it was just after the album Betty. Um, uh, I'm trying to the album right after that, but it was the album right after that. So, but anyways, it's a it's a stupid funny movie. You know, these guys had like a couple CDs out sort of thing. So yeah, yeah, nice. But yeah. Best part of the whole movie was that right there, that whole scene right there, and just to look at disgust in Ozzy's face, like made it, it was just priceless. And you know, it's one of those things like I'm, like I don't think I'm off guard. He was just seriously like disgusted, <laughs> just just yeah. generally speaking, if that had happened to him, right? So yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, so next up we have a brand new, uh, brand new song by a band called the Villains. So it's villain with a Z on the end, or Z depending on which side of the border you're on. So <laughs> I, here we go with a song called Bloody Milk. Take this.
And I told Mike initially at the start of the song that uh, when I heard the first time, I thought it was going to be like a ska song. And it kind of is, it's more punk and like a uh, grunge mix, but still a great tune. I love her vocals and I just love uh, the uh, uh, bits and, uh, well, I love all the guitar work throughout the song, but there's some like some chords I haven't heard in a while. I just uh, kind of the, the, the tempo they were playing at, which is like badass as hell. Like I really enjoyed it. You know, it was just really great tune all around. Yeah, it's really good. It's got a you know, real kind of punky alternative kind of feel to it. The vocal reminds me a little bit of Guano Apes. That's a band I haven't listened to for a while, but they were fantastic. Um, um, and uh, and actually a little bit of No Doubt um, as well, Gwen Stefani in the vocal. Um, but yeah, just uh, it's just got such a great mix because it's kind of punky, but it's kind of got that really dark alternative. <laughs> currently <laughs> looking for a new co-host. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's that. I mean, you know, right. I'm sorry, I, 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 I'm not gonna. No, I'm not gonna even start touching that because I get yeah. No, <laughs> I, I'm just gonna leave that one alone. <laughs> not saying I'm a massive fan. I'm saying she's got a good voice. Yeah, well, I, I know that, but still. Uh, 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 yeah. <laughs> Plus some of the you know, like the early no doubt stuff is very punky as well before they went, you know, whatever. Anyway, let's not go there. Um uh this is brilliant is my point, and um certainly the Guano Apes reference is much more up our street, right? Uh, so, uh yeah, just very, very cool. I love the it's it's kinda it feels punky but it does have that um almost like at the drive-in style kind of, yeah, good point, kind yeah. of mix in the, in the guitar playing and stuff, which is really cool. So it's a great mix, a brilliant tune, and I will never mention Gwen Stefani on this player. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's fine. So n- uh, n- I've next... got to be careful, man, because Restless Mosaic's right there going, oh, is this, is this my in? <laughs> oh, you did such a great job. Yeah, there. right. <laughs> 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 so, so next up is a band called The Trouble Seekers and a song called Cruel Summer. Do this.
Right on, the Trouble Seekers and Cruel Summer. That was another good uh, punk issue, and a little bit of a Scott finished with, with piano, but man, another great tune. Love the vocals, I guess. We've been just been, yeah, punking it out. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm punk as fuck. I love it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's another cool tune. Uh, again, like, you know, the, the pace of it and just everything about it had that bit of intensity, that kind of bit of anger in there. Absolutely brilliant. Right on my street. I love it when we get a bit of a punk fix on this podcast. It's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, dig in that moment. Oh, uh, I know you mentioned Australia, and I just, sorry, I thought of uh, um, Sewell South Park, uh, the Russell Crowe show, when they made fun of Russell Crowe, right? Yeah. And, but when he, when he gets, he's like, uh, um, was it him? Or no, 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 actually it wasn't even him, sorry. They're making for the Crocodile Hunter, sorry. So one of the first like three seasons, and I mean, obviously, you know, there's little uh, stuff that's obviously very different to what Steve Irwin actually did. But uh, right. so he goes to sneak up on, on one. Yes. Right. So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I'm gonna do is gonna sneak up behind him, jam my thumb up his butthole. And he was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> but the one time he's like, "Oh, that pissed him off, all right." <laughs> like it's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like how pissed off he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so funny. That, it's no, so ridiculous. That that girl had the strength of ten Morgan Freemans and something else. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, it's 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 funny, and like I I've been watching um, more Fraser and Minwell. I like I said I kind of leave it playing for background when I leave uh, for the dogs. They have just something in background, so it feels like someone's home. That may sound cheesy, but I, that's what I do for my dogs, and it's cool. Nah, but um, <clears throat> but I know I know since uh, the season's been, been progressing because I'll I'll stop it when I get home and put it back on before I leave. So some of the later seasons like I was like, like oh I forgot about that I forgot about that like that that stuff is so funny when he lost his job because he switched to uh, an all Spanish format yeah 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 so uh, <laughs> so yeah it was it was a really really good season and just like some of uh, some of the stuff uh, uh, between Niles and Fraser is just awesome like the one I told you last week right and I told you about the one last week where um, Niles went his apartment to his dad and his girlfriend Sherry and uh, he went home, and of course they were doing you know what, and uh, and Fraser just goes, well, what did you do? He goes, I got my shades on to my, my and my opera glasses. What do you think I did? You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then great. and then today uh, one came on when he was uh, um, Diane from Cheers was back in town, and he was telling Nels what was going on. And and he looks at me and goes, "You wouldn't miss it, would you?" Because no, nope, I'll be there at seven with a cheeky uh, the cheeky Merlot. <laughs> so, <it's> like, <laughs> it just kills me. I know it was such a fun, it's such a funny show. It just because I kind of seem to hit it at the right moments, you know. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's all you know. I seem to remember the last few episodes, or maybe even the last season, was a bit like you know it's running down. But it, just oh, yeah. there's so many classic moments across all of those episodes. It's it's amazing really how they managed to do it. Um, like you think about so many things run dry before they hit the end, right? But actually, it didn't really until they got right again. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really good. Man. Well, unfortunately, it happens. But let's get back to music because that doesn't have all its youth music except for the song that Marty wrote this Sinatra song. She makes my heart go, Heidi, Heidi, I got a great song. I said she's a groovy lady. <laughs> brilliant. But, okay, so um, I'll stop with the uh, 
I wouldn't say relentless, but I guess someone useful side <laughs> someone useless sidetracks here. So our, our uh, <laughs> so our next song up is oh it's relentless, damn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So next song up, song our next song up is a brand new one by Dronigan, and this one is called uh, Theatrical Love. Dig this. Donegan with theatrical love. Now that was a cool tune, man. That was like, uh, it's like almost like an '80s pop mixed with industrial, like, and I just love the vocals, man. Like it was such a great tune. Mm. I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's kind of ravey in places. Yeah, <laughs> which is pretty cool. Uh, yeah, definitely a party track. Very, very, very cool tune. Um, I think you're right. The the vocal again is brilliant. We get, vocals make so much for me of the music like regardless of genre style whatever um you know good vocal performance is always gonna is always gonna sit at the front for me and we get so many submissions where the vocals are incredible it's it's kind of mad like it's insane really. uh, i know right uh, 
how good it is. Um, and I say this you know, completely as a non-singer. I don't don't really sing. Um, I don't really have any interest or desire to uh, either. But um, yeah, it's 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 amazing listening to people that can really use their voice and push their vocal and you know come out of all sorts of different styles of vocal as well. But we get so many. I just love it. Um, and this was another one. It's completely unique and really really good. Well, you know. Um... Uh, uh, speaking of which, uh, of just like a, royal, some uh, like theatrical music, um, we haven't played in a while. They had new stuff in a while, but if you remember Alice's Night Circus, of course, right? So the other day, I had my phone on shuffle, and Alice's Night Circus came on a few of them. So um, um, the Machine and Mister Strange. That's why I changed my name temporarily on Twitter to Doctor Mister Strange Bones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, that's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a great tune. Yeah, it is, eh? Oh, man. <laughs> it's got that kind of cabaret... Oh, I don't even know. It's just got... It's just got like, theatre like, in it, hasn't it? That's yeah, well, yeah. And a bit, bit, bit of a circus feel to it as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's very good. Man. I forgot about that. Actually, that's a great tune. Yeah, right on. I mean, well, there you go. That's why, if, if you saw the change, that's why you changed it to Bros. Yeah, I'll do this for a called Mr. Strange. <laughs> Doctor, they call me Mr. Strange, Bones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> so next up, we have a brand new song by a band called Karate. This is the band I mentioned. I bought off Bandcamp the other day. I probably wish wasn't bought it like maybe a couple days after. I think so. <laughs> so here you go with Karate, a song called Diazepam, which is a pretty strong painkiller. So.
right on karate with diazepam. Uh, man, this is a great album. Like I said, I, I put my wish list in days later. I bought the album. I was like, I cannot buy this album. But uh, it's, a, it's a great tune. I love how it's got like uh, like uh, uh, an indie, but ska feel to a bit. But the more indie side of it is that it was really sounded like like uh, Sonic Youth. And specifically yeah. off their album, Murray Street, which is which has a song, uh, Disconnected. You know, it's one of Someone told me you've been disconnected. And I, uh, something about checking in the mail today. And it's uh, um, Thurston Moore, right? So yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what it reminded me of. I mean, that whole album is really good. I've listened to Murray Street in a while, but it's a great album. Actually, I saw them. I've seen Sonic Youth a few times, but I actually saw them at the Real Oak Music Theater in Michigan. We lived there for a Murray Street album. It was pretty good. Nice, nice. <laughs> Yeah, man, that's a brilliant tune. That's, yeah, I think you're right. It's definitely a Sonic vibe. Sonic vibe? Sonic... Oh my God. Sonic <laughs> kind of vibe. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Sonic Youth kind of vibe. Uh, again, I'm within there. But also, I really like the way that was recorded. That's, it's got kind of um, a very tight kind of sound, I guess, uh, is what you'd say. In the, in the well, we all have the like... ads. <laughs> <laughs> It just feels like they've been playing together for a while and I don't know, it all, all sort of comes together. I say that, I never really know. I, know. I can never work out if people are, you know, if it's a band, if it's a solo artist, if it's whatever. But um, yeah, it, anyway, it sounds really, really good. It's really well put together. Very, very cool tune. Um, I'm digging that, man. Well, my uh, friend at work, um, he, uh, he, I never used to go to serve the military, right? And then he used talking about some of the stories like oh we do this and this way he kind of stepped and kind of almost not quite clicked his heels I was like oh my god that's like, that's like, the, like the start of John Cleese's silly walk he started laughing like because right. <laughs> it so was like man that's awesome <laughs> so we have two more songs to get to tonight the next one up this is awesome Those, this is a brand new side project by Lord Numb and yeah. the, I, I got the emails. It's like, oh no way! Side project, Lord no, but yes, let's go. And the side project called Babs, and apparently he's got a few more side projects that people are getting some more music. So we should have, um, I would say, a, a good number of tunes over the next few months or so, which I'm really looking forward to because obviously Lord Numb, Generation Radio, you know, um, uh, what's it called um, uh, 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 Houdini's Ghost. Yeah. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So and now Babs. Babs. <laughs> so here, here, here we go with, with Babs and and a song called Simon. Dig this. Yeah. 
your face Pack our bags and get out of this place This world is a fucking disgrace Send ourselves to outer space That's a side project by Lord Numb, and what a great tune that was, man. And I was telling Mike off here, and he agreed that this is definitely a tune that could have been on their run on Bleach, just a raw recording, and just just the the, the really kind of really kind of grungy guitars. I mean, this was a great uh, great tune. I love the vocals again. And uh, like I said, Lord Numb emailed me, and I said, said "Want to play this tune?" Like, well, fucking right, want to play this tune? Yeah. <laughs> like, but yeah, <laughs> but great, great tune, man. Really, really, really dig this song. That is awesome. Yeah, I think you're spot on. This definitely is. I mean, this could literally have appeared on, you know, any any album from that era almost. But certainly, um, yeah, it's got that bleach kind of vibe. Um, it's just like it's just so well done, isn't it? I just when people put stuff together and make music like this it just blows my mind sometimes because you go wow you've really nailed that <laughs> the, tone, <laughs> the vocal everything about this is like fuck you know this is great <laughs> <laughs> um yeah absolutely superb what a tune um and you know it's done with that sort of like you know it feels like it's been released now it doesn't feel like it was released in 1989 or whatever but it just has has that sort of um 89 you know like it, yeah, it just uh, eighty nine. Sorry, yeah, eighty nine. Um, like no, no. Oh, he's, he's been dead. It would, uh, if you're recording yeah, from, no, no, from no. beyond the grave, it kind of is a is a nod to that whole era. There's a nod to like Jesus and Mary Chain in there as well. Yeah, yeah. The really fuzzy guitar. There is um, a Ben Everhart song as well. Yeah, great. And also a lot of the, you know, a lot of the bands in that sort of. Um, you know, Manchester, early Manchester, pre-Stone Roses, where it was a bit fuzzier and a bit darker. Right. It was, it was mi- mirroring the grunge scene, but I don't, whether or not they knew about each other, I've got no idea until it all blew up years later, but then they went in different directions. But kind of has all of that going on, which is great. It just feels amazing to us. Yeah, very cool team. Right on, man. We have one more for part one tonight. Next song up is a new one by Lesson Hollow, and it's on called Karma. Dig this. Just 
for fun Better just accept what's done is done Victim of the path you put me on I wanted to let you know I wanted to tell you some things Never fade I hope that your heart's in now The karma burns you left you know For days For days For days I wanted to Right on, that was Less Than Hollow with a brand new single called Karma. And what a great tune, like very heavy. I mean, uh, that's what I don't expect of Less Than Hollow. But uh, that being said, the fact the song is called Karma, um, how many of you do believe karma exists? Uh, I'm just curious. I mean, we don't have to go into great detail, but just kind of uh, drop a comment. So just to say yes or no, I'm just curious. I'm not going to do an actual Twitter poll, but I'm curious. But uh I personally do, but, uh, you know, but uh, it's a great tune, like very heavy. And, you know, I just, I just love the new Lesson Hollow stuff and these more and more is coming out. So, like, I want to hear more. And I promise you, um, we will get interviews set up with them uh, pronto because, remember, he's, he used to be part of Colt 48. Yes, of course, so yeah. We will get him back on the show soon enough. So, but until then, that was a great tune. Loved it, man. Brand new Lesson Hollow Karma. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. I, I, I um, that's a great question, isn't it? Because I, I, I believe in, like, there's a there's a practical element to karma that I completely believe in, which is you know, if you're just generally nice to people, then more people are going to be generally nice to you, and if you generally do good things, uh, more good things are generally going to happen to you. Right. I don't necessarily believe in the. I'm not, I'm not massively spiritual. I do probably think there is there is some sort of. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, we, yeah. it does not matter to us. This is completely an open forum, so we're not saying one's better than the other. We're just kind of generalizing it. No, 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 so. yeah. no, no, yeah, yeah, definitely. But no, it's just an interesting question because it's kind of, uh, you know, there's, there's definitely, I say I'm not spiritual, but that's not true. What I mean is I'm not religious. <laughs> <laughs> but there's definitely a certain spirituality to the. Well, world. and I, I would assume too, even though, um, as uh, Coach Smiley from Freshman Speller put it, if you assume the ass will shun you, <laughs> but uh, so that, that's that, that's always stuck with me, just because it's always, it's always so funny. If you assume the ass will shun you, it's like I guess that kind of makes sense, you know, <laughs> you know. But I, anyway, I, good question. And um, yes, brilliant team. Love the love these guys. You know, Justin Hollow. Absolutely. <laughs> I say these guys again. It's just one guy, isn't it? But absolutely amazing. <clears throat> um, really, really good time. Yeah, previous projects going from were, were awesome as well but yeah that's just the guitars on that are just like filth I yeah. love it that's a that's a Adam Jerome Adam that's it yeah yeah, yeah. proper legend so uh, just people close up here um, the reason why I brought up the, the, the asshole shun you is just because like I, I do assume there's some sort of grand design but uh, that's where we're going to leave it off we're not going to get into that because that could be completely 
different, completely different podcast altogether. But we're not about that. Talk about music. <laughs> so isn't grand designs where people go and like uh, build a new house? <laughs> oh, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a reference you're not going to get but everyone in the UK is going to go oh, yeah very good no, there I, is a program called Grand Designs okay I was going to say it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm lost on that one so um, yeah, yeah no sorry just <laughs> talking rubbish right let's move on oh, there is nothing to move on to that's the end of part one is it part I don't two get is it. coming up I don't get it. I don't get it. Okay. <laughs> so yes. So part one is done. We'll be back for part two in about to say 10, 15 minutes. But until then, like always, we're going to let another doctor take us out. Uh, Mr. And Dr. Kicker, take this. Memory banks of the supercomputer. <laughs> Shrinky-dink that! Krigger out!